0: Dear Lord, dear Lord, guys, guys, we did it, it's finally over, we did it, we made it through, and we conquered Texas Chainsaw Massacre Month with, we ended it with something, I mean, that's for sure. Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that serves as an inspiration for everyone that, hey, you can make it through tough times, just just look at us. We watched every single Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. You can go out there and you can conquer your dreams. I am your host, Max Steele, and I am joined by the hashtag litist Influencer on Instagram in 2022. And guys, it's Michael
1: Flaherty. It's, I'm, um, I am, I'm, 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 I am the Instagram Influencer. I am, I. It's, it's me and like, Who's, who's a fucking famous influencer? Like, uh... Dan of, Yeah, oh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> uh, dude, I don't want to be associated with, like, with, like, the equivalent of, like, the equivalent of driving, like, like a Ford F, like, uh, like a Ford Raptor. Like, and, like, and, like, not using it for, like, actual hauling. I, it's, like, <laughs> like, the human equivalent of of, yeah, I could take you in a fight. Hell yeah, dude. Like, I totally, like, bench like, 350. Like, what's up?
0: <laughs> uh, let us not forget the fact that Dan Bilzerian is is 5'9". But getting past that, guys, today <laughs> we are finishing up this month by talking about Halloween 2018, the requel of the classic... Wait. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. Guys, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. These Both this movie <sighs> and Halloween 2018 are... are I mean, they're basically they're basically treading in the same territory. I, I don't know what y'all want me to do. It's
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's literally just it's literally mm-hmm. just like the producers just saw like that movie and was just like, okay, hear me out. We do that with Texas Chainsaw, and we just do the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's so ridiculous how much it lays on. That it's literally just pulling from Halloween. Like it literally just looked at at Jamie Lee Curtis being the badass in Halloween and went, Oh yeah, let's let, let's try that. But like make it Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, let's just do that. Fuck it. Why why are we trying this hard? Yeah, just do that. That worked. That worked for Halloween, sure. Oh yeah, and throw in some
0: uh um just SEO in some words that um, Gen Zers will understand, and
1: then um, yeah, we we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. That's it. That's all we need. Yeah, this thing will this thing will virtually print it print money for itself. It's like,, eh, there's no way this can go wrong. So this movie
0: falls into a very weird category, like we mentioned with Halloween, um, of the Requel. Where it's like, it's kind of a remake, it's kind of a sequel, it takes place in the same timeline as the original film, but do the others occur? Maybe. Even, even producer, um, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, uh, Fiddy Fede, uh, Fede Alvarez, in an interview with Bloody Disgusting, he said, and I'm paraphrasing here, that he thinks that some of the films in after the first did happen in relation to this movie. And, you know, maybe Leatherface was in and out of the orphanage, you know, maybe going to visit different parts of the Sawyer family. And that's always a possibility. But to me, mm-hmm. it just kind of sounds like, oh, yeah, the, the fir- only the first movie really matters. And, and that's all you really need to care about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 so interesting to look at all of the post Texas Chainsaw, the next generation movies, because they all kind of live off of the same sort of belief system. Which is the first one is the only real one. We're moving on from there. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, which yeah. I don't personally like, but you know, that's kind of the only way they'd be able to continue making these goddamn movies.
0: <laughs> or unless you're just like the remake and you just try to go off and do your own thing, but then when that fails, you're like, all right, well, we're back in the main timeline, guys. Let's put it in 3D. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, when that, <laughs> when all else fails. Just just get back to the main timeline.
0: I do find it interesting, though, that with this movie, because there's always been a um, Sawyer family or Hewitt family or Sawyer Carson or whatever the hell you want to call it, there's no family in this movie. And I think that takes something away, because as we've seen throughout this entire month, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies They're not really – a lot of people look at them and they think, oh, Leatherface. But Leatherface is kind of like the – he's the face of it, but the real substance comes from what's behind him. It's the Sawyer family. Mm -hmm. And without the family being there to like act crazy and kind of show that Leatherface is just kind of the the muscle of the group, it doesn't – I don't know. It takes something away and kind of makes it feel a little bit more – Bland. I mean, and even like we kind of yeah. had that like with the 3D one too.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there
0: was a mention of like the Sawyer family lineage, but here, nope, none of that. It's just Leatherface. He's just an orphan.
1: Yeah. No. It's that's that's the thing that I kind of that that's that's one of my main gripes is is that's that's actually one of the chief things where I think this movie fell apart is that this movie fell under the guise that everyone who hasn't subjected themselves to all the Texas Chainsaw movies like we have would fall to, which is, which is, oh, Texas Chainsaw is Leatherface. You cannot do anything except for Leatherface. Leatherface is Texas Chainsaw. No, that is not true. That is like you said, like, I think the way I said it in the first recording said it best. Which is, Leatherface is just a force of nature. He doesn't... He's just someone who does what his family tells him to do. He does not have the will to think for himself. He's just violently loyal to his family. And that's it. And, like, the family is the main attraction. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't... Like, when we watch the first... The when we watched the first two Texas Chainsaw movies, our memorable pre- characters, obviously were Leatherface, we talked about them a lot. But like it was Nubbins, the cook, Chop Top, like these guys who were just so insane that you were that you just had to c- just focus on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's again,
0: like like I said before, it just feels that this movie is empty without it and i did want to mention something i didn't mention this earlier just because i was trying to fact check it but guys like i'm about to say check your sources i'm just getting this from imdb so again check your sources but Mm -hmm. i just wanted to mention this just because i think it'd be an interesting conversation point so going back to leatherface from 2017 Mm -hmm. the producers they had the film rights and they were going to be making more sequels to the texas chainsaw massacre i think i believe the number is five that they were throwing around oh my god yeah, imagine if we imagine if they released five more of these things. We had to talk about. Would, I don't know. We had to do like a triple feature
1: extravaganza. That would be that would be hell. That would. I I don't even have the jokes for that anymore. <laughs> In my brain, I would just. I'm just thinking to myself, just going, "Oh God, alive! Thank you, thank you, thank you for not making me watch five more of these."
0: But because the Leatherface took so long to get released. By the time um, August 2018 came around, um, Legendary Pictures had entered into negotiations to purchase the film rights to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, taking them away from um, the previous studio. I believe it was Lionsgate and Millennium Films. Lions and Millennium Mm -hmm. Films lost the rights, and then Legendary Pictures swooped in, picked up the rights, and now we have this movie for better or for worse. I'll, I'll say that.
1: hmm Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And this is also the other, another film, the second film in the series <laughs> that's been filmed in Bulgaria.
1: Why? Guys, guys, guys. Hey, 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 uh, wh- whatever goddamn studio owns this movie s- series now. Film in Texas. It's cheap. And it's gonna feel real. I don't care how often you guys like have to play up whatever you're doing, or play up that it doesn't look like a real Texas town. It's okay. It's okay. It's Texas. the The vibe will totally cover you. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. It's Texas. Just film in Texas. Well, I do
0: find it funny about that because um, director David Blue Garcia is actually based in texas why did he like, go if to- anyone would if anyone would know his way around oh. or like i don't know know a location scout that would be able to you know find all the right places or you know hell build up a town because i think i saw in a uh, dead meat put out a video breaking down the kill count for this uh movie mm-hmm. and he mentioned that they had to like in bulgaria they had to ship american candy. In to Bulgaria so they could fill out the gas station and make it look legit. Why just, not have like just a bunch of Bulgarians? Run
1: down gas station and build a like hollow town. It's okay. It's it's okay. Just build some sets and like carry a fan around. It's all good. It's all good. No shame. No shame. Just it just so confuses me. It's it so confuses me that like it's such an easy tee-up for something to get right, I feel like. That just, they just fumble the bag so hardcore. But... But whatever, maybe, maybe, maybe Lionsgate knows something that we don't, but this feels like such an obvious win or an obvious,
0: legendary (laughs) pictures, but again, same thing with Lionsgate because they did, um, they did Leatherface, so. Yeah, exactly. It's like,
1: this is just, I was like, I feel like I can't, I don't even have the energy to make jokes anymore. Like listeners. (laughs) I apologize, but this is just, this last one is just going to be a lot of me just being confused. This month has
0: just worn out the both of us. (laughs) It it really has. It really has. And while I'm thinking about it, I'm just going to mention it right here. When we're done with this episode, our next episode, we're going to be doing a full-blown breakdown of the month that we've had. So guys, be be on the lookout for that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is this the the next episode that's going to be coming out. Everybody is going to definitely be a uh, a looking back at the month sort of thing, sort of a recap of the franchise as well as our thoughts and all of that. So that's definitely definitely something to look out for. Bro, remember when we were excited about this, dude? I, I that hurts. <laughs> that hurt. It hurts looking back. It hurts going back. And like listening to that, listening to those like recordings because it's just us, just so full of wonderment, full of full of excitedness, without the full of the naivete that would be so quickly stripped from us after watching the second one. Like it's just oh god, it's bad, it's bad.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get into all that and more in the next episode, guys. But for now, I need to ask my co-host Michael Flaherty a very important mm. question. Mm. And that is, if this movie were a drink, what would it be,
1: and why? See, I'm I've got I'm gonna do. Uh, I I have an idea. I have an idea. I just need to get into details about the idea or expand upon it. Okay. So this is a this is a situational cocktail that involves the that involves a bunch of the uh, spirits that I had like laid out so far for this month. So I actually, I actually owe the listeners an apology in a sense, because initially in the first episode, I said that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was best embodied by apple pie moonshine. And in the recent episodes I have since, I I don't know how far back, but after that point I change it over to beer now, this movie, I'm going to switch it all back and bring it all together. Hmm. This movie is like, uh, it's like a punch. It's got, it's got, it's got beer. Just a punch to the face. Go ahead. Sorry, it is, it's, ahead it is quite literally, <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> it's a punch to the face that you don't that you're not like it's it's not like the punch in the face at a mosh pit where you're like where you're like ow but like this is still kind of fun or i can find reasons to believe that this is fun it's kind of like just getting punched in the face like on this street where you're like ow what why what happens <laughs> it's so so it's this is it it's it's like a punch cocktail sort of thing see it's apple pie moonshine it's beer it's Let's let's throw in a little bit of cranberry juice to sort of add in that Thanksgiving y sort of thing of fall fruits with the beer, so it's this really like awkward brownie color. And let's just say, let's just say the person who's making the cocktail was uh not you. It's 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 someone else. Someone else makes the cocktail and goes, here's my cocktail. Everyone goes, that's kind of gross, but like, okay, whatever. It it like tastes fine enough. And then everyone turns to you and goes, oh, what's your cocktail? I guess this is like a cocktail showdown now for some fucking Mm -hmm. reason, but follow me on this. And you kind of don't have time to get together a cocktail. So you just grab their cocktail, hold it and go, I thought of this too at the, the same, same ingredients same ingredients, same everything. And everyone goes, no, that's very obviously. You just stole the cocktail and all of the ingredients. And you go, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I thought of all of this. That's this movie. This movie huh. has all of the ingredients that it, that it already had. But it doesn't feel like it came up with it. It feels like it looked, it looked at another IP that did a revival recently and went, oh, cool. I'm just going to steal all that. Halloween is that, is that IP? It feels like Halloween did the like looking back on the events of the first one. You've got the main, you've got the final girl who made it out and she's now a grizzled badass. Who's looking to hunt down the person. Mm -hmm. You have the, you have the, uh, they have the new female final girls who aren't exactly equipped for battle and are currently fighting over this new thing to them. But then the grizzled badass swoops in and, like, saves the day to a certain degree. Like, the overlapping is, like, granted, it, it seems, the, the nitty-gritty is obviously where it, like, splits. But in terms of overarching themes, I would say that it is difficult to differentiate between the two. That's why, that's why I had my cocktail be, be, be emphasized that someone else made it. Because while you do have the themes that you had built upon, it's still not yours.
0: In- interesting. Interesting. Because
1: mm-hmm. I-, mm-hmm. I feel like
0: th- your cocktail embodies like a portion of this movie.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm curious.
0: Okay. I'm curious. Maybe maybe our cocktails just put together will kind of invite imbo- because you went down the route of like, oh, I'm copying what Halloween did. I went down the route of people trying to just modernize an old thing, but it still mm-hmm. kind of feels a little dated and just try to pump enough blood in it to make you think, oh, yeah, this this'll this'll do
1: this. will Yeah, exactly. Enough for you to enough for you to consider it passable. Exactly. So throughout this whole month, I made nine.
0: This is going to be my ninth moonshine cocktail. I'm going to be so like more creative, creatively fulfilled whenever I don't have to pick moonshine.
1: <laughs> when moonshine, dude, it's going to be a breath of fresh air when neither one of us have to incorporate moonshine or beer into a cocktail. It is going to be so great. I, I honestly was sitting there by this point. I, had, I was running out of ingredients. To incorporate with beer to make that makes it not disgusting, like
0: I feel like that's the whole joy though of this podcast is making just disgusting concoctions.
1: Oh no, they're disgusting. They're gross. But I just I could have sat there and just been like, hey, you throw vinegar in it, like. But I I decided to sit there and put some base effort into it.
0: Put apples in it for some reason. I don't know. So we got moonshine. Mm -hmm. Boom. Keep it generic. Mm -hmm. What's different? and we mentioned this at the beginning but we'll get into it later in this review when we talk about some of the some of the details this movie feels like some a boomer or some early gen xer spent like i don't know 15 minutes on tiktok but mm-hmm. not like not like 2022 tiktok when this movie came out but like 2019 or 2020 tiktok like just a little just like just dated enough for it to be recognizable but like Mm -hmm. still taking place within like the same like three to five year period yeah because we get words like lit getting thrown around we get self-driving cars and influencers and issues that gen zers face now i'm trying to sit here and think okay well what would be like the perfect mixer for this particular cocktail, and I feel mm. like you already know where I'm going with this white claw.
1: Oh, you already? Yeah, know. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel that. I understand that. Yep, keep let's, going.
0: Let's stick with like a like a grapefruit white claw. So moonshine, grapefruit Ooh. white claw. Then overcompensate okay. with your grenadine, like too mm. much grenadine. It's almost like you're trying to offset like the sweet with the sour, or the sour with the sweet. You're trying to overcompensate with it, but like you just end up making it taste worse, like moonshine and white claw. You're just kind of like, okay, sure, okay, cool. But then we're trying to overcompensate with some things, trying to force these issues, and trying to find the perfect mix between white claw and grenadine. It's not like it's not a one to one mixture, and it feels like they're trying to do a one to one mix. So yeah, that's my cocktail, moonshine white claw a shit ton of grenadine
1: that's honestly honestly I, I i i feel like i feel like both of our cocktails And encu- i i i i think you've got it right i think both of our cocktails encompass this movie as a whole we are together we are the our cocktails are this movie so i don't know means? if that means i don't know if that means we mix them together or we drink them in succession but
0: you do like if we do another drink tasting, we're gonna have to try this one and mix them together.
1: Oh, god! Ah, uh, yes, go. It's the messed up at midnight drink tasting part two. We go to the hospital this time, we have our stomachs pumped. <laughs> exactly, we, we, we get our stomachs pumped. Dude, what? it would be that would be a wild episode if we like recorded as we were like in the hospital, just be like, all right, guys, we're getting a stomach pump. Hey, we, we love you guys so much. We're going to we're going to do more shots because we said we would in barbed wire.
0: Nurses just come in to try to restrain us and then we get taken <laughs> away in a straight jacket, much like Leatherface. So, guys, so, let's yeah. get in and let's finish off. The messed up at midnight double feature extravaganza. Let's finish. Let's finish off Texas Chainsaw Massacre Month the right way or wrong way, depending on your perspective. And let's talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Netflix. Boom. Weird VHS overlays. We get um, John Lerica, the same narrator that was in nineteen seventy four. <sighs> And we see a documentary being played on an old box TV that I really don't know where they got it from. I, but anyway. I
1: gotta, yeah. I got to say, anyway, John, you know John Liriquette is the only thing that's propping up the good part of, about this movie. Like, which is, which is just the intro bits. Because, you know, I got to say, John Larroquette does do a good, very good job of being super serious and being very, like, like unshaken and very like what you're about to see is real and bad or badass or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But I do, I do, I do appreciate that. They at least have John Larket doing it all the time. That that is good. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's
0: a nice continuity between this movie and I believe it was the, I can't remember which uh, other movies to do it done. And I think it was the remake and the prequel. So yeah. they did a good job there. Mm-hmm. So as we dolly out of the box TV, we see like, you know, corporization of the Texas Chainsaw Massacres in this universe. We get like an I Chainsaw Heart Texas shirt, which I really want that. Yeah, that, yeah, that,
1: that is, that is, that's so awesome. awesome. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: <laughs> and we see some chick just watching this documentary with Cheez-Its on in a background. They're in a gas station and this girl goes to check out and we get the fact that um, by the gas station attendant or the guy at the front, I don't know wh- I don't know what his title is. I don't have that information pertinent oh, man at counter man man at counter, so man at counter is just sitting there and saying uh, they're talking about uh Sally, the only survivor, and they're like oh you you know she's a she's a ranger in Texas now, which it really feels like that them dropping that fact goes against uh some of the previous installments that we've seen. Of Sally, you know, going through and experiencing this trauma of being held captive by the Sawyer family. And now she's a badass Ranger going after him.
1: It's, I, I, yeah, it's, it's just so odd to me. It just feels like, I don't know why. Maybe it's just because, like, I had seen Jamie Lee Curtis do more like action roles up until this point than I had seen Marilyn Burns who plays Sally in the original. But Sally doesn't strike me as someone who would sit there and be like, time to turn into like a ranger. Like I feel like Sally would still be like, nope, I'm just going to stay far the hell away from Texas. I'm not going near Texas. I don't care what's in Texas. I'm not going there. It feels very odd that she chose to be a ranger. It doesn't feel like good continuity.
0: I should also mention that uh, the actress that plays Sally, um, Alwyn, I'm not not sure how to pronounce her name, but I believe that she is an Irish actress. She is replacing Mm -hmm. Sally because unfortunately, Marilyn Burns passed away in um, 2014. May she rest in peace. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. Especially when we've seen like in some of the sequels that Sally is, you know, in a mental asylum. Or some Mm -hmm. shit like that. Especially like at the ending when we see Sally losing her fucking mind to see her like now be like, oh, she's she's a ranger. Like,
1: yeah, it's it's so weird just to sit there and just be like, just because, yeah, like you said, at the very end of it, she's going insane. You you don't don't you can't look at this woman who's coated in blood, delirious, just laughing like and just go. She's going to get better and get very well adjusted and really hunkered down. No, you're going to be like, no, she she cracked. She cracked. She 100% cracked. Like, that's that feels like the proper way to end it. Like, yeah. It's,
0: it's... Yeah. And she was never the same again. So, mm-hmm. this girl that's talking to the ga- to the, um, gas station attendant or the counter worker, whatever the fuck his title is, is Lila. Man Lyla. at counter. Man at counter. Man at counter. So, the man at counter is talking to Lila, the girl that was uh, talking to him about sally and then her sister comes in melody excuse me they're going they're going to harlow texas and the gas the man at counter is just like ah i've heard of you and i'm like oh so these people are doing something and the sisters mm-hmm. walk away and man at counter calls them gentry fuckers hell yeah good <laughs> love sure awesome Great you're interview. like you're
1: like you're like you're like we Like, we we love the energy, bud. We love the energy.
0: They're going to open up a Whole Foods where the Walmart used to be. So they go outside. God damn it. (laughs)
1: These rich folk coming in, taking away our our cash saver plus outlet.
0: (laughs) Do not touch the piggly wiggly. How dare you? So they go outside with the rest of the group and a truck comes driving up. By the way, the rest of the group is Dante and uh, Dante's partner they never really i never really knew what her name was even netflix's own subtitles called her like dante's partner or dante's girlfriend or some that's, shit like that's, that
1: that's that's fantastic that they, they never even bothered to name her they just they literally looked at the actress and went yeah you're gonna die super quick so well it's like, like no reason the, to the, name credit,
0: the credits gave her the name of ruth but i'm like this is news to me <laughs> I are like, never would like, have guessed that. I,
1: I, I'm, I'm, saying, man, like, who's Ruth? You, you were called Ruth, like, you were, you were called. I'm Dante's partner, like, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, the sisters join uh, Dante and his partner, and then they see this random dude pull up in a truck playing metal music. Love the energy from this guy. This is mm-hmm. Richter, by the way. Um, yeah, me and Mike were just gushing about how much we love Richter because he just minds his own shit. We'll, yeah, so, exactly. we'll be seeing him later throughout this movie. Yeah,
1: Richter. See, see, the thing about Richter is like, regardless, regardless of Richter may have some interesting stances on certain topics, but nonetheless, we like Richter mainly because Richter does something that is seldom seen in 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 horror movies. Richter minds his damn business You know what Richter does We all love Richter Richter just doesn't Doesn't pay attention Richter goes That is in fact occurring but I need To do my job okay I'm not doing anyone else's job except for my Own and that's why we love Richter
0: Yeah he he has Opinions that we do Not agree with but he minds His own business and for that (laughs) respect Dude so Mm -hmm. This gaggle of Gen Z, zillennial influencers roast this guy for having a gun. And the guy turns around and looks at, then Richter turns around and looks at them. And then they start leaving like fucking cow, like the fucking cowards that they are. So they all get in the car Mm -hmm. and they start driving. By the way, this is a car that has autopilot. That
1: That will be important. that, that, That is for some reason, listeners, that is important. That is important.
0: You will understand why in a little bit. And we get from like their conversations that these people are like we always say to the influencers, they're actually influencers, and they're buying mm-hmm. up like property in a town or some thing. I don't know. They're trying. They're trying no. to make like a like a utopian paradise.
1: That's. That's it. You know what I hear when so when I hear the phrase influencers in utopian in paradise, I hear hype house, but a town, hype town, like it's like, like it's like one of those influencer mansions, but they were like, but they just sat there and just looked at each other and went, but we should have like a general store and like a Footlocker. Wait, Footlocker. are we? I I don't know. There, I was like, aren't there? I'm like, isn't there like a vested interest in like Jordans and shit? So,
0: no, you were talking about like what was it hype house? I was thinking more of like like a fire fest situation coming oh. from <laughs> people starting this. It's
1: six, six one half dozen of the other. I was about to say literally. That's what I was going to say. It's just it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. It's Firefest for Firefest for influencers.
0: Next thing you know, you see where all the influencers are staying, and it's just tents and a mattress.
1: That's it. Bear so, grills is bear bear grills is somewhere licking his lips.
0: He's like just like that one meme of the guy coming around the tree rubbing his hands
1: together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rubbing his <laughs> hands together, just like, ah, <laughs>
0: So as these people, so as the gang are driving, the truck driver from before is like, "Hey, fuck you, libtards," and just revs his truck past them, and then is just just kills the environment, and then the gang stops <laughs> by the sheriff's department.
1: It's I love how I love I love I, I it's. <laughs> Richter, that's that is the most petty shit on the planet. This dude just comes by, just cranks out like his like D- his like Cummins diesel engine in his Ford, and just blasts metal music as he like cuts these people off for no reason. And like that's you know what I'll say it right here. It's the one time Richter didn't mind his damn business. It's a knock on Richter.
0: Richter's just driving away, and he's like, you know. <laughs> This this truck gets eight miles to the gallon. I'm about to waste all of that. Just proving a point. Her.
1: <laughs> you just see Richter. You just see Richter like just like turn his car around and go back to the gas station to fill up. <laughs> he just like rolls down the window. He goes, that was worth it. I just want to let you all know that.
0: <laughs> so the gang they're driving, they get stopped by the sheriff's department. And it's actually two of them. That is one more sheriff than in the remake. So. Mm -hmm. i don't know harlow texas more than the population of whatever the fuck the name of the town was in the remake new New texas new texas so the sheriff is talking and you know we get exposition like apparently dante is the cook he says you're the cook and i'm like hey that was a reference to the first movie a much better one Mm -hmm. the sheriff is like is you know doing the shit like oh some of us were born here but the two sisters pipe up and they're like oh well actually like our grandmother is from here. And the sheriff's is like, oh, really? And, you know, it's like, oh, ha-ha, my mistake. Y'all have a good one. So they drive past mm-hmm. a sign yeah. that says, Welcome to Harlow. And the sign says, Population, 19, uh, 1,974, a.k.a. the year that the OG Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie
1: was released. How cute. Good. It's adorable lol Easter eggs that... This movie's just chosen to hide every which way.
0: I don't know it's like it's like the writer was just sitting there and then is like, okay, I got to figure out like a you know, little Easter eggs they got to go through. And then I don't know his kid comes in and is like, what if it's like the population is the year of the you know the the year that the movie came out? I was like, oh, and the, the writer's just like, oh, you. That's, he was that's like cute. oh, put that in.
1: <laughs> he was like, oh, Susie, you always come up with these clever little Easter eggs.
0: So these influencers, they drive into this town, say some shit about, I don't know, late stage capitalism. And they're like, hey, (laughs) they're making a restaurant in the town because they operated like a food truck. We get people saying lit. It's Mm -hmm. again, like I said in the beginning, feels like this movie was written by a boomer that spent like a few minutes on like TikTok or Twitter. And then they see, oh, look. It's the, sh- the same trucker guy from before. He has a little mechanic shop in town. And yeah. like we said, this is Richter. Line I wanted to point out here. Richter. So you guys are like a cult. One of them <laughs> pipes up. we're an idealistic group. And Richter's just like, oh, yeah, you, you're a cult. Just pay me. So we're
1: good. Like, that's it. Again, I love that line. That's a line I just love. Richter goes, Richter goes, yeah, it's called a cult. I don't care. Just pay me. And and I'm like, that is the mind your own business attitude we'd like to see, Richter. Hell yeah.
0: My man's lived through Heaven's Gate and is just like, I don't give a shit. Just give me my money. I ain't drinking the Kool Aid. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. They're sitting there just like having fun, and Richter and Richter's just like, I don't want any part of it. I don't want your Kool Aid. I don't want your Nike shoes. Just do your thing. Give me the money, or we're good. <laughs> so they continue to wander through the town, and the
0: gang they look up and they see a Confederate flag hanging outside of an orphanage, and again, this is a problematic because Dante, who we mentioned at the beginning, he is black. So, And they're all like, oh, this is not going to fly. We have investors coming. We need to take that down. So they break into an orphan. There's a lot of breaking into houses throughout this franchise. We should like, I don't it know, is, take a It shot, is a take startling a sh- amount. Take a shot every time somebody breaks into a house unprovoked.
1: It's, hey, the first movie, you're going to be destroyed. You were going to be very, very drunk.
0: Maybe we'll play a drinking game on a live stream. Who knows? So... Oh, God. <laughs> so, like I said, they break uh, Dante and Melody break into a uh, Harlow orphanage. And Dante goes upstairs and he tries to take it down the flag. Melody looks at pictures in the downstairs. Now, Dante, he can't reach the flag when they are surprised by someone in the orphanage what are you doing in my house this is jenny who's mm-hmm. just she's an elderly woman who is like so chill about people just entering her home just unannounced
1: yeah yeah ex- again i've been to texas i don't i don't know this is a this must be like one of the kindest elderly women around mm-hmm but I don't think the normal response I've heard is like, "Oh, hey, kiddos, what, what, what are y'all doing here?" It's you got ten seconds to leave, or else I start blasting. All right, <laughs> like that's usually what I hear. That's usually what I hear when when uh, when when, I, when Texas and Breaking and Entering is involved. But you know, fair, fair.
0: We cut to like I don't know 15 minutes later and she's Jenny talking to the sheriffs and she's just doing that Danny DeVito meme. So it's like, so
1: anyways, I just started blasting. She goes, she goes, I fired the bird shot and they didn't move. So oh, it's not my fault that the buckshot got them. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jenny, you gotta stop shooting these people that come into town. It's but it's unbecoming of Harlow. So
0: Jenny is standing there and she's given exposition about all of her troubled kids. But Melody is just saying, there, is was like, Hey, you're not supposed to be here. And Jenny's like, Hey, no, 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 this is my house. I have the title. And this title of the house takes place. Like it's a, it's an important
1: part of the plot for some reason. Yeah. The, this, the, yeah. The title to this orphanage is like, like, like I don't know. It's it came up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a
0: we, a weird amount. Like in a, a movie about Leatherface, and the title doesn't even apply to him. It's just like I don't know a big subplot.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And and these people are just like trying to kick this woman out of her house, and you know she's clearly very elderly, and you know she she might just not know any better. And she asks, oh, wait, is is, is this about the flag hanging out up front? And they're just like, what? What the fuck? They're like, oh, God. (laughs) And Jenny says a controversial line, which I am not about to repeat here. And Dante's Mm -hmm. just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm getting the sheriff. Dante leaves. Melody's alone with Jenny. Jenny gives exposition like, oh, that, that flag belongs to my great granddaddy. And Melody's just like, you need to leave. There are shelters for the elderly that you can go to. And then suddenly, we cut to a surprise large man, Leatherface, is just standing at the top of these stairs. And he's like, (laughs) and by, you know, the process of how aging works, if the original movie took place in 1973 or 1974, and this movie takes place, I don't know what, almost 50? 50
1: years, yeah, 50 years later.
0: My man is like has to be at least like seventy years old.
1: He yeah, and Leatherface he, and, is old apparently. If by this movie's logic,
0: yeah, this this man, and by the way he moves later in the movie, like if I'm like that when I'm seventy, I think I did something right.
1: Yeah, he, Leatherface <laughs> again. The the we is there's gotta be some per some person with a sense of humor to adopt the serial killer workout routine. Because like Michael Myers, the guy who plays him in the in the remake at age like 78 or 79 is doing like hard sit-ups, <laughs> like straight leg sit-ups from, from lying down to up. Like Leatherface is at the age of like 80 is like doing full sprints, like I'll tell you, there's something here. There is something here. You're like, you're like, chop the victim, chop, chop the victim. And it's like Leatherface is doing like a, like a, like a turning motion while bringing his arms down diagonally. But I also feel like it's a lot of like body maintenance.
0: Like, you know, you might see, I don't know, Leatherface doing some yoga in the morning. Just like, you
1: know, (laughs) loosen up
0: his limbs so he can, you know, get a nice stride going. You
1: know, in between, in between consuming humans, Leatherface actually maintains a very strict ketogenic diet and like does sun, does sunrise salutations. So it's a very interesting sort of,
0: you know, he, he wakes up, he gets his 10,000 steps in. He does a nice, a nice quality strength building program. And, you know, he stretches in the mornings and the evenings. That That's all, he I that's d- all you need to do to be able to be a serial killer into your late 70s. I, I,
1: I just love this idea that like. The, the serial killers we have are either like NFL pro football players, like like power walkers, or just like health or like health gurus. They're fucking like, yogis. <laughs> they're they're just like like you just see you just see Michael Myers like Leatherface and like Jason Voorhees and they're all doing yoga and like doing like all right everybody warrior pose and like, they're just like turning.
0: And uh you can learn all of these tips too in the latest messed up at midnight workout book coming straight to you, taught
1: by Michael Flaherty in a Leotard. Absolutely, absolutely. I've channeled my inner Richard Simmons and we're we're going we're going old school. It's only coming out on BHS. My 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 co my co my co-host Max Steele, he's doing the he's doing a marky mark-esque routine. But uh, oh, but in the but in the style of uh, I Dismember Mama's serial killer for those that remember.
0: <laughs> no no no! I'm going to be doing the uh, the self help cassette tapes
1: oh, that you put into the mm-hmm. car,
0: and then I'll I'll be like giving you positive energy so you can live long <laughs> and fulfilled lives. You can
1: you can kill those college students.
0: You are worth it. You deserve their actual hearts.
1: <laughs> You I'm deserve to, to remove their face and sew it together <laughs>
0: to make a we, mask. We need to get through this movie. I'm killing this bit right now. So the sheriff comes in <laughs> and they take this old lady from her house. And then Jenny starts throwing up and having some type of heart attack. And that's all going on when a bus of investors are coming in, looking at the town. But it's like, it's far up the road. They can't see what's going on. Yeah. So everyone kind of feels bad that um, Jenny had a heart attack. So they're like, okay, well, one of us needs to go. Uh, Dante's partner, you go with him, even though you were not in the last scene whatsoever and have no connection with this woman (laughs) at all. So, oh yeah, by the way, Leatherface enters the the ambulance too. So, yay, what'll happen?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's so funny because I feel like this movie was trying extra hard to, to hide that it was Leatherface, or if they weren't, then why were they trying so hard? but it felt like they were always like, who could it be? Who is this person with them? And you're like, that's Leatherface. I already know that's Leatherface. Why are we acting so coy about it? <laughs> and then, and, and you just see, you just see the most obvious setup bait, which is a woman who is elderly, who is definitely about to croak, gets into, gets into the back of a van with two cannon fodder cops and a girl whose name we don't know, and you're sitting there to yourself thinking, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, all of these people are going to fucking die. Every one of these people are going to die in a horrifically gruesome fashion.
0: So after the ambulance just drives away, Melody and Dante are just like, hey, what the fuck was this? Like, this really feels like a bad omen. Then we get some, like, unnecessary sibling drama between Mm -hmm. Lila and Melody. So Lila dips, then back with like the rest of the um I don't know investors that came in on a bus, Dante is introducing everyone to this banker named uh Catherine who helped them secure all of the property. And uh yep. So that was a scene. Back with the ambulance now with our boy Leatherface. He's holding Jenny and then she dies. I probably should have mentioned this earlier, but this ambulance literally is like I don't know, like a white van like a, like, you know, like when you think of like a big white van, it's like that. And they just put like a, put like, you know, one of those police lights on the top and painted it. Like, I, I don't know. It was like fucking brown or some shit. I, and they're just drive. Like they're just I driving. I love
1: it. I love it. There's no effort. There's no effort. Cause the thing was, is I remember as they were leaving, they went, oh my God, where's the ambulance? And the two cop and the two cops turned and went, we are the ambulance. And so you're like, "Oh, okay, so they're just going to like use the paddy wagon or something like that. You know, get like a police issued like like holding vehicle and use that as an ambulance of sorts, essentially just to drive people." Okay, totally cool. We can do that. Up. Uh, nope, it's a fucking Ford. It's just a Ford <laughs> that they just put a just put one of those Amazon lights on. So you're just left going, "Oh, what huh?" <laughs> like it's just it's just so not fitting like it just doesn't make any sense
0: Listen man before this one we were we were just using a bubba's truck whenever there was an emergency and we needed to transport somebody 30 miles to the nearest hospital y'all here
1: Yeah yeah <laughs> it's oh my god come out here Timmy's Timmy's just had a heart attack. <laughs> Quick, I'll fetch I'll fetch the Ford. <laughs> I'll I'll fetch the Tacoma. <laughs> we can we'll ship them in. <laughs> Wheel them out here.
0: <laughs> we're doing we're doing too many bits. We got we must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. So <laughs> so Leatherface is holding uh, Jenny in the back, and then she dies. Jenny. Jenny. Leatherface grunts, moves the oxygen tank that Jenny had, trying to see what's going on. So it's like, the way that this is set up is, there's one sheriff driving, there is Dante's partner in the front seat, and then in the back, there's the other sheriff, Jenny, and Leatherface. And they're separated by like this, I don't know, fucking Mm -hmm. grate of some kind. So, yeah. All this is going on. Leatherface is trying to move the oxygen tank. The sheriff grabs his hands like, yo, like you, stop it. Just stop it. And yeah, because he was
1: sitting there just letting out so much oxygen. I'm pretty sure the sheriff was like, hey man, you you might hurt all of us. <laughs> like, did that thing may blow up with the amount that you're just letting out. So how about we ease up? And Leatherface just stares at him. He's like, and he's like, message received, message received. All right, my bad. <laughs> no, Leatherface
0: then responds in kind by grabbing this dude's forearm and then breaking it with his bare hand to where the bone is sticking out and then stabs the sheriff in the neck repeatedly. This is the first little bit of violence that we get in the entire movie. And you, you know, you're, you, you expect what you're getting in a Texas chainsaw movie, but it just comes so out of nowhere. It was like,
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> it's, <The> no, word. <laughs> it's, it's again, again, it's, it's so similar to the way the first one went where it was no fanfare whatsoever it just it just happened like it was just like it just it just occurred out of nowhere no music no nothing it just went snap death and you're like you're like oh my god all right we're just jumping into it huh
0: so after this very intense scene we go back to a property auction that's going on where they're issuing out property I, to everybody I, I okay love this. this
1: is going like to be like a nice little brunch I, area I, right here I I, the love, I I love this movie because it's literally you're like you're like all right things are kicking off and then it just pans back all right everybody so william howard taft was one of the guests here at the hotel and you're like you're like i want to get back to leatherface hurting people <laughs> so what are we doing here i don't care about i don't care about william howard taft <laughs>
0: It just grinds everything to a halt. You saying you don't care yeah. about William Howard Taft? Hey, fuck you! We're called the Tafties. We call the Taffies,
1: man. We are fans of Tafties. You're the, the Tafties, <laughs> I was, hey, 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 hey. I was, I was a, I was always a Coolidge man. The cool, the we were, we were, we always went by the Coolidge Coolers.
0: <laughs> James Buchanan. There we go. So here we, so here we are.
1: <laughs> Oh damn! That's a deep <laughs> we just,
0: cut. We just start listing off just old presidents for the rest of this podcast. So old,
1: old, old, old presidents that came that were that were around during that dark period where no one knows the presidents. Like after the after Andrew Johnson from the Civil War, but before Teddy Roosevelt, all of those presidents that came around that you're like, oh, you.
0: <laughs> so Lila just kind of wanders away from this scene. She doesn't care about William uh, Howard Taft. So (laughs) she wanders away and she goes to talk to Richter. Lila says some woke shit and Richter just could not give a shit about anything. And Lila sees a big gun that Richter has. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's like, okay, like, what's this? Like, what's going on here? And Lila's like, I've been shot at. And we're like, okay, interesting factoid. And we're like, oh, no, no, no. She was actually shot at. She was involved with a. Sc- she was involved in a school shooting, which feels very weird to just it's, drop in a movie like it's, this.
1: It's so. It's such a bonkers hook. Like it's so crazy to me that that is their like, like that that's their like. Tr- background for Lila like it couldn't be like that I don't know it's I could be in the minority here but I feel like I feel like I'm not I really do feel like I'm not here where it's just that is such an odd background to give someone in in a movie that you're like okay and I don't think that this movie handles it in the best of fashions like but in any case
0: yeah I got I got I got two One, it feels like they're trying to comment on things by just having it in the movie between like you know this and oh, the nature of violence, and I'm like, okay, well, let's take that, but it also feels weird to have something like a school shooting a very serious you know thing in a campy Texas chainsaw massacre movie where it's just like the ending just kinda of, I don't know. It's it's kind of like where where do you fall in the dichotomy of like being like very serious and trying to make a comment mm-hmm. to being silly campy?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's so it feels so out of place mm-hmm. in in this movie. Like it feels so out of place that I just yeah, that I, I'm kind of left as a viewer going, Okay, woo, all right, of all the backstories, that's a It's an interesting one to take, but okay. So
0: back with the the rest of the investors, Melody enters the van and she grabs her phone to a text from Dante's girl, which I thought these kids always had their phones on them, you know, them and their iPhones, but... Exactly.
1: (laughs) Tweeting their Facebooks.
0: (laughs) So Melody is like blaming herself for the lady's death. She's like, fuck this, me and Lila are leaving. Melody finds Lila at Richter's, who she was using the bathroom and leaving, but it looked like they slept together. Um, Lila says some shit, and then she just kind of goes with Melody. So then we go back with Dante's girl, which I really wanted to see the scene, like the aftermath of that crash. But it's like they're driving and boom, in this scene, they're crashed. So she's crying. She sees all the dead bodies. And oh, by the way, Leatherface is gone. So she mm-hmm. sees she like she can't see him in the van, but she does see Leatherface behind the van, like bending over a dead body. So Dante's girl is just like, OK, what am I going to do? She sees the radio, grabs it, tries to call to somebody. Yeah. But then we go see Leatherface is like we see the gas station attendant from the beginning. He hears this and then just kind of stares off into the distance. Leatherface is skinning is skinning uh, Jenny's Jinny's face off and puts those nice moist meat parts right over his face uh,
1: I, I, I just had a really sick I had a really like sickening idea let's hear your sickening idea so so Ginny is pretty old right mm-hmm. and Leatherface canonically in this movie is pretty old too right mm-hmm. so because it's Ginny and they're in the south is Leatherface just like a poorly adjusted Forrest Gump in like the worst timeline possible? He comes out of Vietnam oh. and he is not well adjusted. He like can't recover. And he just like moves to like Newt, Texas and becomes a cannibal. Well, I see, I see where you're
0: going with this and I never thought <laughs> we'd be talking about Forrest Gump and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I was thinking more of if you, if you were talking about coming from Vietnam, <laughs> I would think maybe more of like, oh, I don't know, like a chop top. Of some kind um, like, no. I could see you making the argument that like oh Chop Top is just
1: Forest. is just like Chaotic evil Forrest Gump That's, that's But I'm talking like I. But Forrest Gump is supposed to be Is supposed to be like men, mental, Mentally disabled mm-hmm. Like and and so And so is Leatherface That's why I'm making that connection there I feel like Leather I feel like Chop Top is too emotive To be Forrest Gump <laughs> I'm mean, hearing the guy who'd vary in a monotone voice. What life is like a box of chocolates. I can't really make the same equation to the guy who went get that bitch hog Leatherface, get that bitch hog jumping hey man, up and you, down. You, do, you don't know what happened. That's fair. That's fair. I, I don't know. I don't got all the answers.
0: Bubba's death just hit him really hard, man. <laughs>
1: dude, dude, he is, God <laughs> damn it. Did it? Like <laughs> So so,
0: I hate you for bringing that up. So the sheriff sitting in the front, (laughs) he he comes back alive and starts making some noise. So Leatherface comes up and Dante's girl just has to pretend to be dead. Leatherface comes to the front and beats the sheriff's face in with an oxygen tank because, you know, hell yeah. Dante's girl is like trying to escape the van. She peers out the side window, but Leatherface sees her on the passenger side, comes in and starts choking her and stabs her. We still haven't seen any chainsaws. So she's dead. And then we get a nice shot of Leatherface peering through a field of flowers and then starts walking towards a storm. So back in Harlow, there's a party going on. Richter takes the keys to the van of the van because, I don't know, I guess news just travels fast here. It just travels fast in Texas. Yeah, so, <laughs>
1: it's, there ain't no secrets here in Texas. So Dante, he's
0: back like trying to talk with some people and like trying to figure out like, yeah, I got the deed, Like double checking like, like, yeah, I got the deed. I got it. I was like, no, wait, but I but I think I left it back in Austin, Texas. And then he gets the conundrum of like, oh, these people literally act like broke into somebody else's house that legally was not there theirs and then the owner just died. And I don't know why, but something about this it was a little bit more fucked up than the others thing we than the other breaking and entering jokes that we've made throughout this month.
1: Yeah, yeah. Once 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 that came about, I went, oh oh no. Okay. All right. Now 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 there, now here's a pickle. Now 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 here's now here's now here's a wee bit of an issue.
0: So back with the gas station attendant or man at counter, he starts calling for help because remember he heard what Dante's girl was putting over the radio. And who is he nope. calling? He's calling Sally motherfucking Hardesty who is 70 years old by this point, but she don't give a shit. She's got, a, fu- she's got a fucking gun and a bad attitude and she Absolutely. is ready to go hunt down that bitch Leatherface. That bitch hog. That bitch hog. And what inspires her is looking at a picture from people in the 70s that she keeps around for some reason. And I thought she went insane. But fuck it. She's going to go hunt hunt down Leatherface. So Melody and Dante return to the house. Yes. And, and Dante goes up to check out the rest of the house. Melody uh, Dante goes to check out the rest of the house. Melody goes upstairs. Melody goes into like I don't know fucking Leatherface's bedroom, and Dante goes snooping around for documents. They're all they're like splitting up to look for clues. And They're not hundred oh, sure. percent. They're a
1: regular everyday Scooby Doo
0: kind of gang over here, huh? Look, I'm not I'm not saying that this movie would have been better with Ultra Instinct Shaggy. Yes, I'm keeping that meme alive. You can't <laughs> fucking stop me.
1: Absolutely, but it would be.
0: I'm not saying, uh, absolutely, I'm not saying Ultra Instinct Shaggy versus Leatherface is a dream matchup, but I am. This is this is this
1: is this is the equivalent of like uh, the Jason versus uh, Freddy Krueger movie that came out in like the late '90s, but like way more half baked and way more like and way more stonery. Like, I feel like I would have this conversation with someone if I was like, hi, being like, yo, who'd win in a fight? Shaggy, but he's ultra instinct like Goku. Or like, Leatherface, man. <laughs> like, like Look, I don't not- know, one's, one's a human, the other's a god. Like, I'm assuming that god would win.
0: Look, I'm not saying that there is now a part of me that wants to animate that fight, but keep an eye out on our social media guys. So, yeah, they go <laughs> snooping around. They're not 100% sure that this is that this house is theirs. They're literally quite literally entering a dead person's home and it's very fucked up. So Melody is up at the top and she actually opens up a box and she finds the deed or the title to the house. So, yeah, now they feel bad and they should.
1: Yeah. They, for- <laughs> yeah, they 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 really messed up on that part. They really really did.
0: And then floorboards start to creak. Melody is startled. Dante is surprised. What's going on? Dante looks in the reflection of something. And he sees Leatherface standing inside. And instead of closing a sliding door like in the first movie, they close a regular door that doesn't doesn't slam. It just kind of sways back and forth. Mm -hmm. And we can kind of see some shots in between of Leatherface killing Dante by slicing him with a butcher knife, Melody comes down and sees all this shenanigans, and then nopes right back upstairs in the closet, where this generation belongs. Oh my God!
1: <laughs> get, back, get back! Get back! Back in your grave, Grandpa. <laughs>
0: The so face the, walks.
1: The ghost, started, the ghost goes, of grand, great grandpappy Steel just took over you for a quick second. That's, it sorry, happens sorry, to the sorry, best sorry. of us. Sorry. It happens to the best of us.
0: That wasn't me, guys. That was that was great, Granddaddy Patrick.
1: <laughs> it's
0: just.
1: It's like a. It's like a. It's. It's like. It's like a possession, but you just, but, but you just become, but you just become like either a violent Republican or a violent Democrat. Like, oh you don't actually become destructive. You just, you just, you just become really, really radical on one side. I just have, re- he just has really strong opinions, guys. You're like, someone quick, get a priest. He's, he's rationalizing things. And someone just goes, no, no. No.
0: So Leatherface w- is like walking outside the closet, insert joke here. Opens it, but Melody is hiding in a corner, so she isn't seen. Leatherface is like just wanting to do a quick wardrobe change, so it's all good. Actually, no, he's not doing a wardrobe change. He's crying into a dress. I'm like, oh, okay, that works too. And he's smelling it. Uh, okay, that's that's the, the that's a thing too. And then you know, we like also get getting the make- weird. We also get the makeup thing, which every. A lot of Texas Chainsaw movies, they have done like up until like four when they really hammered it home. Like they've done it since then. But it's (sighs) always been like, a oh, by the way, I I guess I have to include a scene of Leatherface doing this. And then it's just promptly just forgotten about.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it feels so uh, it feels like uh, I think. This movie actually does it in a way where I'm actually I'm 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 solidly like forgiving. Like that feels like pretty on par with Leatherface as a character, you know very yeah. he's he's differently abled he obviously has very very poor adjustments to things uh mentally stunted that's you know i you could you can you can draw the pathway there with with that one and the first one the first one kind of just went hey b t dubs like he's Leatherface Leatherface gets a little odd when night comes. Like, and you're like, okay, cool. That's cool. Great. Fine. These two did it well. All the ones in between, it felt shoehorned. It felt like they were they they just sort of looked at themselves and went, Well, we gotta explain it. And you went, I mean, not not really. I mean if it fits the story, then yeah, but like, if not, then you you don't know, you can just go, yeah, he you know, he doesn't. You don't have
0: to. So Leatherface hears some, hears these damn kids and throws a fit in his room. And then he dips. Melody comes out from hiding. But the stor- there's a storm coming in. So the party that they're throwing goes from outside to inside this bus. By the way, Leatherface hasn't actually left. He comes upstairs, forcing Melody back underneath the bed again to hide. And Leatherface is like channeling his inner COD player by breaking some drywall. <laughs> or some shit and you'll you'll see why in a second we'll
1: you just, just say, see you just see cans you just see cans of zero sugar monster energy in the corner and he's just chugging them and like throwing them and he's calling people
0: like slurs no i wasn't saying like on like on a little desk i'm saying like he's stored that shit in the walls 50 years ago <laughs> he's breaking down his monster energy store man he hasn't gotten he's- a
1: kick in years He's he's breaking he's breaking it he's breaking out the breaking out the cans. <laughs> so we go to another scene. Dante's alive. Oh shit!
0: I thought he got his like throat sliced, but turns out he you'll, you'll see where he gets sliced. So he dips outside into the rain. Lila is on this bus hiding while these strangers party around her. Which I've been there, girl. I understand. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! We we've all had those moments. We've all had those moments. So Richter's working on his truck, and he sees Dante, and he's like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And he goes to check on him, and Jesus Christ, Dante has got like his face cut up bad. Like it looks like Joker. He looks like fucking leather, like Jackson did in Leatherface mm-hmm. 2017. I yeah. Now now after watching Leatherface, I'm like, it would have been kind of cool to see what would happen if. I don't know, Dante picked up the mantle of Leatherface, but we don't get that movie. Actually, now yeah. that I think about it, that would probably be pretty shitty too. So
1: that, that, uh, you know what? You know what? Leatherface did it, and we were all very unhappy. So I don't want to sit there and make that call yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. So now Dante kicks the bucket. Um, Catherine, the girl from the bank, sees this. Richter tells her, like, hey, keep the people in the bus and get me my gun. And I'm like, okay, Richter, hell yeah, man, coming to the yeah, rescue.
1: Yeah, Richter's Richter's buckling down. It's now so,
0: his business. So Richter now enters the orphanage, and Leatherface ends up, we see him break through the wall after punching through drywall
1: because mm. he
0: wanted his monster energy. So he gets a chainsaw, which, God, that, sure, that thing works for after, after being in the wall for almost 50 years. Yeah, <laughs> 50 so <we> kind- years. <laughs> So you get a little bit like a cat and mouse game between Leatherface and Richter. Long story short, they have a fight. Um, Leatherface hammers Richter in the knee and it goes all the way back. He looks like a fucking Flamingo.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. I, I, (laughs) I gotta say of all of like the blood and the guts from the new stuff from the new movies. Mm -hmm. Whereas you've seen people's organs get splayed everywhere. And, like, you see these intensely gross, like, occurrences. That one was the one where I went, oh, my God. (laughs) Because you just see it occur where his, like, beat, where his knee goes backwards. And you go, Mm -hmm. oh, like, I, I oddly went, oh, cool. Like, the other stuff, the other stuff, I'm just like, eh. But, like, with that, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, well, I think be-
0: I think part of the reason that we have that is because think about it like this. When we see like gore and shit, like when we see like intestines falling out of someone's stomach or someone getting their throat sliced, I'll be like, okay, yeah, like that's pretty gruesome. But if we see somebody like hyperextend an elbow or like have someone like send their knee all the way back or their foot rotates a certain way, that's a little bit more realistic in my opinion because I mean, mm-hmm. we've all been there when we've, I don't know, yeah. accidentally – extended our foot a little bit too much or our elbow made might have been a certain type of way
1: yeah or you involuntarily did the stanky leg and ended up having to go to the hospital or something like that that's that's very
0: reasonable like i don't know there's something about that that definitely is a a little bit more gruesome on a realistic level so they have a fight leatherface ends up killing richter with a piece of glass to the throat then fucking finishes the job with a hammer. R.I.P. director. R.I.P.
1: director. He was minding his own
0: business. He was mind- until, he, until he started minding other people's business, that's when he died.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. This is the, this is the moral that the, that the movie wanted to portray,
0: which was mind so, your
1: own business. Mind your
0: own business, guys. So Sally is at the ambulance crash site. She's looking around. Here's a radio calling for officers in Harlow. She's like, uh, oh, I have an idea. And this is all after she finds Jenny's corpse sitting upright with her face skinned. That was a thing too. So she looks at the picture one more time and uh, yeah. So back to the bus. Lila tries to dip. Catherine says, Hey, no, you, you you don't need to do this. Cause remember she saw Dante die. Um, and she hasn't told anybody why they need to stay in, which, you know, might be an important bit of information. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. The bus driver can drive away. She can't just be like, hey, we need to leave. So Lila's like, hey, fuck this. I'm going to go find uh, Melody. I haven't seen her. So she goes out, but she finds Dante's dead body. Melody is still under the bed. And uh, before Richter died, he actually pulled out his keys to have in his hand, so Melody could you know, maybe potentially get a- get away. So Melody gets out, grabs the keys, and now she tries to dip. And as she's escaping, instead of, I don't know, taking the stairs, she tries to crawl over the railing
1: yeah shut down
0: that way. I don't know if it was like a way that the rooms were set up or what, but I was like you you can just walk around it,
1: this it's so, fucking stairs it, It's so weird because you see her like i I guess she's trying to be quiet, so she thinks like maybe if I jump go over the railing, I can be more quiet about it, but she ends up taking so damn long. To get over a railing that it would have just been easier if you just sort of tiptoe like around. But whatever, whatever. That's <laughs> I guess apparently that's not doable, I guess. Oh uh, it, it fine, sure. Okay.
0: So yeah, she tries to she tries to ninja her way down onto the steps, but oh, big surprise, Leatherface sees this and fucking takes a hammer, yeets it into her chest, sends her <laughs> launching back, and she breaks yes. through the fucking floorboard. Holy Dude, shit. I
1: I, I, I laughed. Like, that was awesome. Like, <laughs> she's, she just, it's so funny because it's literally like a cartoon because she gets to the bottom of the stairs, almost like puts her hands on her hips and goes, Ah, and then just turns around and Leatherface is just, just, just staring at her from the top of the stairs. Then he takes out his hammer and I, I kid you not, he throws it like, like, like he's, like he's doing shot put and he just sends her and like, i don't know this is this hammer made of lead because it's sensor through the ground into into underneath the floorboards it's ridiculous i'm like bro sign we've joked about like leatherface
0: going out for like the houston texas but no no send them to the atlanta fucking braves and have them be their new pitcher holy <laughs> shit it's,
1: it's he's just He's putting Max Freed out of a job. He's just throwing it with the force of a thousand suns. Just, just, Just putting it in the ground. Like, that was fast. Like, if it's got that much power to knock a fully grown woman in the air through the ground. Like, Jesus.
0: Holy shit. So Melody tries to leave by crawling under the house now that she's underneath and Leatherface cuts through and is like doing like a i don't know it's like he, he his saw is chasing after her as she's crawling away so melody hears lila calling for her and um she's just a little cut up by leatherface chainsaw so leatherface ends up cutting a pipeline and now shit is mm-hmm. falling all over melody and then he stops mm-hmm. cutting for some reason but then lila finds melody she I don't know, they break the grate down where Melody is screaming from underneath. She leaves, and then, yeah, they go back onto the bus, and they tell the driver, like, go, fucking go, just drive. They're like, it does not matter, go now, go, drive, drive, drive. And Lila's just like, what the fuck is happening? They start driving away, and Leatherface watches from an alley, which, that was an admittedly pretty cool shot. That
1: was was kind of a cool shot. Leatherface just... Just standing there as the bus like goes in and out of frame like that. That was cool. So
0: the bus starts not working for some reason. So the bus driver stops and gets out. He deserves to die for not listening to his clearly petrified passengers. But okay, it's also no (laughs) surprise when we see his fucking decapitated head get
1: rolled onto the bus. It's that it's so unceremonious. Which I guess, which I, which, which it feels very hypocritical to sit there and just praise unceremoniousness in the original one, but demonize it here. But you gotta bear with us, or with me at least, that like, this feels, it feels the wrong kind of unceremonious. It feels like there's no buildup, it happens, and you're like, okay. Mm -hmm. Whereas the first one, it was intense. It was contained. And you're like, whoa, that was a really cool way of doing that scene. I I don't know. But yeah, he just walks out, dies, and gets his head thrown back in. And you go, oh, okay, he's dead. You're like, all right. It doesn't doesn't shock
0: you in the moment. Yeah, exactly. You kind of just go, oh, okay. So, So what happens? Leatherface gets on the bus. Catherine starts backing out. And if you've seen the trailer to this movie you already know what scene happens so they're all partying in like this like neon spaced bus and leatherface comes through the curtain all of the you know gentrified influencers are standing there and they all pull out their phones and start filming him and then one guy pipes up and says try anything and you're canceled bro to the man with a fucking chainsaw and another mm. person's skin on their face.
1: I, I I admire the boldness of that guy who's like, we'll cancel me if you try anything. Like <laughs> like uh, honestly, props that he's the only one who's like trying anything, or that he has the boldness to go, that'll teach him. Like, shout out, man. You got you have so much guts. Like you should be doing something else other than investment banking. Like the fact that you're willing to sit there and just go up to go up to a dude that imposing and just be like, "No, let me see your manager." You're like, you're like, "Hell oh, yeah, man!" It's damn.
0: So yeah this this scene. I don't know if it's supposed to be like comedy. Or what? This movie, like, it, it's so confusing because am I like, okay, is this, is this movie a comedy? Is this a horror movie? Is this supposed to, like, make a commentary on certain things? How can you really do all of these things at once? It's, it's very difficult. So you know what happens. Leatherface goes on a killing spree. And, you know, visually it looks pretty cool. I think I remember hearing somewhere that they use 200 gallons of fake blood, which I believe it. Um. So yeah, Lila has a um a school shooting flashback, and Lila and mm-hmm. Melody decide, hey, we're gonna hide in the bathroom while people get chainsawed to death. So we get like blood coming in like underneath the door while they're hiding. Catherine's like, yo, I'm gonna try to leave through this window. She tries it and then gets fucking chainsawed in half as like yeah. half of her body's outside and half of her body's inside. Okay, that's pretty metal. I. It is, it
1: is, it is pretty, it is pretty badass. Just, just watching her. She's like crawling out, thinking he sawed in half. You're like, you're like, yeah.
0: So Melody and Lila, they end up like trying to leave. Lila's like, hey, like, like we need to go. Melody is like scared. Leatherface does the, you know, here's Johnny thing by trying to break down the fucking door. So the two of them end up leaving after Melody stabs Leatherface with a bottle opener that she got at the gas station from the beginning. So now, Melody and Lila are running through the rain or limping, whatever the fuck it's supposed to be, when a car comes up being driven by the one and only Sally Hardesty. So they get in the mm-hmm. car and they're like, fucking go. Let's get the hell out of here. They entered the stranger's car. Keep that in mind. And Sally's like, yeah. no, I've been waiting for this moment for 50 years. So Sally just kidnaps these fucking girls just so she can have one last face off with Leatherface. She exits the car, locks them in, and fucking walks out there with a gun.
1: Mm-hmm. Sally with a gun, just just as just just doing her doing her best bad like badass like I'm here to take you down to size sort of moment. But
0: she wants to do that, so she goes into the orphanage and she finds Leatherface in the orphanage, points the gun at him. And then tries to monologue at him by saying, "Like, do you do you know who I am? Do you remember?" She tries to pull the Heisenberg thing of like, "Say my name." The mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. like looks at Sally and is like, "I I don't even know who you." He's like, "I don't even yeah. know who you are."
1: Yeah, fucking- you took it's literally the it's the Thanos meme. It's literally the you took everything from me. I have no idea who you are. <laughs> like
0: they, <laughs> well yeah, and then. Leatherface gives like an even bigger insult by just fucking leaving without even killing her. Yeah. You, you, like, you know you ain't shit when you're not even worth a serial killer's time.
1: Yeah, when when Leatherface just when Leatherface looks at you and goes, I don't wanna. That's when you know you're like that's when that's when you know things aren't going your way.
0: Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work. So Lila and Melody are back at at the car. Lila says some shit. Melody is like, I'm not going to let you die. And then Leatherface bursts through the window with a chainsaw. We get screaming. Sally comes out, Mm -hmm. shoots Leatherface. She laughs and screams. She's like, you know what? Fuck it. You girls take my car. I don't give a shit anymore. Get the fuck out of
1: here. I'm taking down Leatherface. I'm I'm taking down Leatherface. And (laughs) the best part is the girls do it. And they're like, they're like, I'm too right. Let's get out of (laughs) here.
0: I don't know why she didn't just do that like the beforehand, but you know what? It does. It does. No, nothing matters anymore. Guys, Texas. <laughs> yeah. <Diesel> Massacre <Master laughs> month is coming to an end. It doesn't. Matter. Yeah. So it does not matter. So they start up the car. Sally aims the gun, shoots at Leatherface coming, running out at her. It, it has zero effect. Um, Leatherface ends up stabbing, stabbing Sally with a chainsaw, which they, they went there in this movie. And Melody and Lila, they try to run over Leatherface, but he just kind of, I don't know, dinks off the edge. And then they crash Sally's van, which they should not be driving if they can't even, I don't know, run a van into like a,
1: an object in
0: a big ass over yeah. road.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't, there's a reason that Tesla autopilot was necessary. That's all <laughs> I got to say
0: which we'll get into so melody takes the metal rod to the leg lila tries to help her leatherface comes lurking in melody tells lila like hey you need to run we get like you know the big the big stuff that's supposed to make us feel emotional which it doesn't so lila dips melody waits for the waits in the van for leatherface she tells leatherface like i am sorry which okay cool that's worth something. Glad to know now that after we've gone through all of this shit, I'm just gonna stop. You know, chainsawing you and your friends and go back I, and, I, I, I and do make finger paintings. That's what I'm. I don't. To
1: do. I don't. Yeah, I wonder. I wanted to know what the angle was here. Like Leatherface was gonna sit there and just think to himself, "You know what? This is that that." I thank you for that apology. This has made me think. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to take a step back. You know, you guys. Why don't you get out of here? This. I'm going to need to sit this over like, no, he's gonna, he, he doesn't gear at all. Like, he couldn't care less. He just he just and, and the movie reflects it like Leatherface just stares blankly at her.
0: Y'all literally gave this man's like mom in this movie a heart attack. There's no way he could forgive y'all, especially like, mm-hmm. I don't know. A few hours after it happened. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: So anyway, Leatherface revs the chainsaw. Melody is like, I'm awaiting death. Lila comes to the rescue and she's got a gun and she says, hey, leather fuck, aims it at him, pulls the trigger and the gun doesn't go off. She doesn't know how to fire it. She doesn't know how to fire it. So Leatherface chases Lila, who she does not look like she's running for her life. It looks more like a like a brisk jog. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Cause, Cause you know what? She wasn't put through like the crazy grueling uh uh working conditions that the original team was way back in the day. These people had air conditioning. They don't know what it's like running for their lives. Exactly, exactly. Marilyn Burns had to run for her life.
0: That's probably not a live chainsaw. Marilyn Birds was actually <laughs> running from a live chainsaw. Don't look look that up. Double check your sources. I can't fucking remember if that's yeah, true. Yeah, or not. Was, I'm exactly. exactly by can. this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Lila's about to die. But by the way, big surprise. Sally is not quite dead yet. So she s- shoots the Leatherface, who ends up dipping into a theater. And Sally's like, hey, don't run. He'll never stop haunting you. Loads the last round in her shotgun. And then... Yeah, that's it for Sally.
1: R.I.P. R.I.P. to to Sally. She goes out. So Lila pauses. She ignores
0: Melody's calls for help. Then Lila grabs the shotgun and then heads into this town's theater. Just leaving Melody stuck in the van. Great, great sistering, I guess. Lila walks through this, like, theater which is also very wet as well. There's a fucking lake in this theater. I know that's a weird thing it's, to harp on, but if you've listened to our reviews of the remake, you would know how just. It's wet so weird. Everything is. It's
1: so weird. I granted, this isn't us saying that Texas doesn't have a rain ever, but my God, it is a lake in here. Like, who is. Ha, ha,
0: come on. It come is a lake. On. It's a lake to the point where, like, somebody can disappear under the water that's up know how much fucking water that takes guys
1: (laughs) like exactly and there's no evaporation that occurs like how is there that deep of a lake it was
0: just raining did the last rain do all of this how does this happen is this overflow from like a pipe bursting we don't know doesn't matter probably not but fuck you we're bringing you these questions anyways so lila enters chainsaws heard revving in the distance and it's getting closer but then Lila comes across an idle chainsaw on the ground. Mm-hmm. What is this? Then Leatherface fucking football tackles her into the <laughs> lake. Hell <Hail clears> yeah! <throat> so Lila like comes up for air. Leatherface is like a fucking fish or something. I really want to know where he learned how to swim. So yeah,
1: it's all right. Do,
0: do they have pools in Texas? We don't know. We well, we don't live in Texas. Exactly. So, so Leatherface yeets out of the water, grabs Lila, starts up his chainsaw, throws it at her feet. There's been a lot more throwing of chainsaws in the later installments. Yeah. And then we Leatherface steps on the gun. We get some choppy slow-mo. Lila's about to die. But mm-hmm. then, oh shit, Melody is on Leatherface's back now which I thought she was stuck, but guess what? doesn't matter. Guess she freed herself. So Leatherface is about to kill Melody when he gets shot in the chest. And Leatherface is about to, you know, he is about to get knocked back into this makeshift lake after the girls have powered up to, you know, take the fight back to him. Mm-hmm. Melody now has the chainsaw. I don't know why, but seeing her hold it was just kind of funny to me. I can't explain why. <laughs> I can't explain
1: either. <laughs> so she's
0: approaching him. She screams and then uppercuts Leatherface with the chainsaw. It does. It maybe cuts him like I don't it's, know a little bit.
1: I was about to say it. It, it looks like she almost like like grazes his chin. Mm-hmm. But the movie makes it makes it look like she just uppercutted him, <laughs> like she was Mike Tyson. Like it, it just i don't know i don't know but to me it looks to me it looks like like she like she would have just like shaved him but according to this movie she clobbers him with it it literally i just really want to
0: hope they were out like a little dink sound effect to it (laughs) because that's what it looked like it she uppercuts him and then he falls into the lake but yeah i have something to say about this. How dare that this movie try to parody what our queen stretch did in texas chainsaw massacre part two when she fucking uppercutted chop top with a chainsaw much better in my opinion on like that's, off of the side of a cliff how dare this movie
1: exactly exactly yeah <laughs> I, I'm just thinking back to the Harry Potter meme where it's how dare you stand where he stood. How dare you stand where she stood.
0: <laughs> well, I think I already made that joke early, like earlier in the month, and I didn't want to repeat myself, but like the same energy applies here.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I'm dude. Stretch, man. Stretch was stretch was a pioneer and all of stretch. these movies just stole from her. Stretch was a real one, man. I really wanted to see a spinoff with her.
0: So like, I would. Uh, yeah, stretch is cool. I would have love to see more stretch. <laughs> so, yeah, they have a good cry. Melody and Lila have a good cry afterwards. And then we go to the next day. Lila was looking at the picture of Sal that Sally had. The two of them are loading up their self-driving car. Mm-hmm. They get in the car. They open up the sunroof. They're excited about the future. And then their self-driving car starts driving off. And then Leatherface bursts out of nowhere, grabs Melody, cuts her head off as Lila watches from the self-driving car and tries to scream in terror. Now we can – Mike, what are your thoughts? Uh, uh, well, I, g- I gather myself. Ha!
1: Ha! Ah, ah! Ha! This okay, alright. This this ending is the corniest ending I I could think of for this movie. This movie could have sat there and had a final like duel between Mel like Melody. It would have been great if Melody sacrifice sacrificed herself for Lila because Melody was like dying and stuff, like right before like Melody uppercuts like Leatherface. She gets a fatal like chainsaw wound in like the chugular vein. Mm-hmm. But before she dies, she like puts it against Leatherface, and then Lila just like takes it, takes the self-driving car home. But like Leatherface are randomly yanking her out of a car like a like like a like a kid pulling their stuffed animal out of their car seat. With like with levels of like casualness, and then just like shaving her head off with ease, as like as Lila like screams, as her like as her self-driving car drives at around three to four miles an hour away, like it, like it's it like it's a like it's a Disney ride. But something cause literally it's moving so slowly. And she's screaming and crying like, no, Melody. And and Leatherface is just sitting there with like his, with, with her head in his hands, and he's just and the chainsaw on the other. And he's just like staring at her. And it is so funny. It's it has no agency. It is so out of the blue, and it's hilarious.
0: So like You can make commentary about like whatever you want, but especially bringing like issues like a school shooting into an episode and try to comment on violence. If you're going to do that, then great. Do do that. Talk. Let's talk about those issues in in your movie. See what you got to say Mm -hmm. about it. Exactly. But if you put a person screaming in a self-driving car as they're watching someone that just decapitated somebody and you're just screaming and crying – from outside of the sunroof on a self-driving car that just breeds into just fucking ridiculous territory. Oh my God, dude. This this this, this was uh, apart from a post-credit scene that we get after like after the credits, obviously, of Leatherface walking down a Texas road towards a farm, which mm-hmm. God help us, please let this be the end of the franchise. This was the last bit we saw of a person screaming from out of a self-driving car, which really feels oddly poetic.
1: Yeah, in a it way. really does. In a very odd way, it feels very poetic.
0: Cuz it's almost like that we've come full circle from the franchise being so iconic to ridiculously parodied. Mhm. But yeah, Mike. I just I have one. I just have one question. Well, I have two questions for you. All right, lay on this, me. Is this movie a comedy?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a comedy with a lot of blood.
0: It might because not say it's a comedy, but it definitely definitely has element. It, 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 it is. It
1: it's it, it's because the thing is is like the parts that are scary and I'm using air, I'm making air quotes with this. Mm -hmm. They're not genuinely frightening. They're just, they just make you go. They just make you jump. Like they're just, they are jump scares with no tension. They just occur. And you're like, Oh my God. ah, And then that's it. That's it. There's no, there's nothing there. There's no substance. There's no weight. There's no like it, it's just it just a sequence of jump scares and silly moments and I can't call I can't in good faith call that a horror movie like it it, it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a right billing for this yeah it
0: the gore definitely make throws it into like that horror movie territory, but like there's
1: like just
0: look at the ending. that is
1: that is that is, (laughs) that is a hysterical ending honest to god like like listeners if you're gonna do anything watch any part of this movie which i don't i don't recommend in all seriousness but if you're going to force yourself to watch anything watch this damn ending it's on youtube i guarantee it like it is it's so dumb it's so dumb it's Oh my God. It's dumb. I, I laughed. I laughed. I laughed with the same idea that Sally had when I laughed the way Sally laughed at, <laughs> at the, the end, end of the Texas Chainsaw one. one, where it's just this like insane man, like insane manic laugh where it's like, we're just like, ha 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 Like, Oh my God, I am broken. Like she, she had, she had to endure torture and hell. And came out on the other side, worse for wear. I had to endure we, you, you also went through this. We are, you are broken as well. We both had to endure this. We endured this hell. This We had to sit through Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation.
0: (sighs) Don't remind me. Please don't. (laughs) We had it's, to sit through the the fucking remakes, and then Leatherface 2017.
1: We, yeah, we 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 have also come out come out the other side, worse for wear. It, it it's 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 something. I gotta say, I'm seeing parallels between our our struggle and Sally's.
0: That that is definitely one way to put it. Um, you guys, <laughs> we're we're gonna be covering our thoughts kind of like a nice little epilogue wrap up in the next episode of the podcast, looking back at Mm -hmm. Texas Chainsaw Mm -hmm. Massacre month and just trying to figure out where it all went wrong. So guys check that one out. But other than that, we have survived Texas Chainsaw Massacre month, our first ever double feature extravaganza. If you have Mm -hmm. been with us through the entire (laughs) Fucking month, guys. Do us, do yourself a favor. Go out, buy yourself a drink. Because, dear Lord, y'all have earned earned it.
1: it. You have earned
0: it. Y'all have y'all have definitely earned us. Let us know what you're drinking on social media. Um, Absolutely. That that does it for me, Mike. Do you have anything? Any parting words?
1: (laughs) Honestly, if. when you're enjoying spooky season, make sure you sprinkle in some of the good ones with your bad Mm -hmm. ones. That, that, that that makes the world a difference. That's all I got to say. Absolutely.
0: Well guys, we will see y'all next episode when we, uh, when we look back at the month
1: and, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see y'all next time. Everyone. See you next week, everybody.